0: Welcome to the sixth episode of the Middle School AD Podcast. I am your host, Thomas Fredrickson, and today we sit down with Dr. Tyler Amadon, who is the middle school principal at Denver Christian School in Colorado. We talked about pride in playing middle school sports, how to get more kids involved, middle school nights at the high school, and having a vision for your athletic department. I hope you're able to get better today from our discussion. But before we dive in, here's a word from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored
1: by Gipper, the preferred sports graphics platform for ADs. Start creating professional-looking sports graphics today by starting a free trial. Middle School AD podcast listeners get 10% off any plan when you use code MSAD10 at Gipper.com. As an athletic administrator, you understand better than most how much support matters. Support for your coaches, support for your athletes, and support for your department are crucial to providing the best possible experience for every student. Snap Mobile is now your one-stop for all the tools you need to support your department. With our expanded suite of products, you can now raise money, open team stores, schedule and manage your facilities, and communicate with your athletes, parents, and stakeholders with the same level of care you've come to expect from Snap. Visit snapraise.com today to schedule a demo with your local Snap Mobile representative. Hometown Ticketing
0: makes it fast and easy to buy tickets on your school's website or in the new Hometown Fan app. It's simple. Just search for your school, buy your tickets, and they'll be right there in your account, ready to be scanned when you get to your event. Download the Hometown Fan app today.
1: This is Game Time. Neptune Game Time creates a high-energy game day atmosphere that your players and fans will love. Every song in our database is 100% lyric safe, which means you can stop screening music for good. GameTime also provides custom messaging to help you promote your upcoming events, concessions, and event-specific announcements. And it gives you the opportunity to sell sponsorships on your station that will generate revenue for your athletic department. Amp up your game day with GameTime.
0: Welcome to another episode of the Middle School AD Podcast. Today we are speaking with Dr. Tyler Amidon, Who's the middle school principal at Denver Christian School in Colorado? He's also a former AD for six years. He's coached college baseball for six years, high school baseball for eight years, and has also been a middle school basketball coach. Uh, Dr. Amadon, thanks for coming on. You are our our first principal, um, and like I said, we like we talked about before, uh, we were blessed to have your AD uh, Dylan on the second episode. So this would be nice to kind of get the the ad perspective and then the principal perspective but um again welcome to the podcast and thanks for coming on
2: you bet thanks that's uh i'm looking forward to it. it's a pleasure to be here yeah dylan's a great guy i'm glad
0: you're able to connect with him good deal so uh again talked a little bit about your background but uh tell us a little more um, about your journey into um athletic administration yeah you bet um so you
2: know, graduated college uh, in the early '90s and uh, immediately uh, became an assistant uh, baseball coach for the college that I attended. And that sort of, uh, well, I played. You know, obviously I played baseball, and then and then then started coaching. And I'm like, I kind of caught the bug there of of just the joy of coaching, and so I spent some time, obviously coaching those college kids. And that's a, that's a different experience in and of itself, right? I mean, they're talking about internships and, and all that good stuff and some are getting married and right. So that's an interesting, um, stage of life, uh, to kind of explore with them. And then, um, after a few years, uh, doing that, I, um, moved out, uh, to Colorado and, and took the middle school PE and baseball, um, coaching position and then uh, then worked my way up to uh, up to middle school so I started teaching middle school and was still coaching uh, and that is there was just a need uh, there was a need for a middle school athletic director we were on a different campus than the high school uh, and the the high school coach had always tried to to manage you know all the athletics 6th through 12th grade and and I was just realizing you know from my position obviously these are my students I was just realizing that they needed support right they just needed someone with boots on the ground and um mm-hmm. just you know my love of athletics my love of middle school students uh just sort of it was a natural fit and uh and so there I am you know kind of taking on uh, the middle school athletics and and really it was baptism by fire. It was I, I had no idea what I was doing at the time. I I I knew college athletics, I knew high school athletics, but I didn't know sort of the intricacies and the nuances of middle school athletics. It's different. It's just a it's a different deal. And so it took me a little bit to kind of uh, figure that out and learn. You know, the priorities, They're di- it's kind of a little bit of a different priority than, say, the varsity, certainly the varsity teams that I was coaching or my feeder programs, my freshman team and my JV team. Those were different uh, than middle school. Um, obviously, college is a totally different animal than middle school athletics. So just, yeah, it took me a little bit of time to to figure out uh, kind of what my philosophy was, which was a neat sort of adventure in and of itself. Um, but yeah, so I kind of, I hung on, hung on there, uh, for a while and, and, and really, really enjoyed it. Um, and just over time, uh, kind of developed and honed my philosophy. And by then I had my own two little tiny children. And so that gave me a different perspective, right? As a dad. So anyway, that's what kind of got me into it.
0: Good deal. Yeah. I think. Us us people who like the middle school. I mean, everyone says we're a little strange. Yeah, um, because like you said, it is different. I mean, you, you've got oh, a, yeah. a vast difference between a sixth grader and an eighth grader. No um, question. And so it's 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 fun. I enjoy it. Like I said, I've been at the high school level too, and and all that. But you know, coming back to to kind of my love at, at the middle school, it's 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 nice to be there. And and the, again, that's one of the reason why we started this podcast is because there there are a lot of ad podcast out there um but they're mainly focused on the high school and yeah and so and, and it's, it's a, like you said it's a different beast down here so um that's that's why we're here talking with, with you and, and and dylan and and others that you know we have have had on the podcast and, and lined up ready to go so um kind of along the way who is your uh, biggest mentor um and, and why yeah um, I would so there's two people, one really significant and
2: then one sort of tangentially related. Um, yeah, so Barb, she was <clears throat> so we had two k eight campuses, and she was she started taking over our other k eight campus in the middle school world, but she had been around uh, quite a bit longer than me, had a better sense of middle school athletics than I did. Um, just a ton of experience. And so even the little things like trying to manage a schedule, right? What does a schedule look like for a middle school versus an everyday and sometimes on the weekend high school program? Well, it looks different. Well, I I had no idea what the differences are. I mean, is it two days a week? Is it five days a week? Is it four? Right. So, and then uh as I mentioned before, how do I how do I figure out my philosophy towards that? Towards athletics, I can't take a varsity athletic perspective, I learned, to a sixth grade experience. And so Barb, just a, a zillion conversations with her, um, when I started going to our league meetings and developing relationships with those athletic directors, and it's just like uh, being a principal, when I get together with a bunch of principals, you kind of try and pull little um, tidbits of of um, of good ideas that I can maybe implement in my world. Well, same thing when I was AD. Barb, of course, she and I talked all the time, so I got a lot from her. Um, but I also got a lot just by being around the other ADs in our scheduling meetings every season, right? We tried to schedule a couple of seasons in advance, but just sitting there all day you know, you're not making schedules all day. So again, I'm picking brains and what do you do for sixth grade? And what do you do for boys and the girls team? And so I got a lot of input there, but again, Barb was certainly number one. And then my principal, um, or in the early 2000s, he, he's kind of my second mentor. He had been, he coached forever, uh, middle school basketball and was successful. And, Um, he, he retired a a number of years ago. So, so he was quite a bit older than I was and, and, uh, he and I would golf together. And so picking his brain on, uh, again, as I kind of honed my own philosophy and my own approach to a sixth grade team, to a seventh grade team, to an eighth grade team, uh, he had lived it all for a long, long time. And so he was, he was priceless. And then back to Barb, Barb. She just retired a couple of years ago, so she has been an awesome sounding board for years and years uh, for me um, as I kind of developed and, again, like I said, kind of honed my philosophy. She was, she was awesome. Plus, she just turned into a great friend. So uh, I just enjoyed the conversations as much as talking to a friend as I did talking to a mentor in the uh, athletic administration world.
0: Yeah, it's a good deal. So it's always fun to kind of to hear who who led us to where we are. Yeah. Um. And, and like you said, it's it's nice to for your your mentor to be a friend. Um, oh yeah. And you know, mine's mine's the same way. So it's 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 definitely you know easy to be able to talk to them um, that way versus it just being a a professional relationship.
2: Absolutely.
0: So. Kind of from, you know, when you were at the AD role, um, and we'll kind of get to the principal side of it later, but as as the AD, um, what do you think the biggest challenge uh, for middle school sports was? Yeah. So as I thought about
2: that question, I think, you know, it's different now than when I first started in education in the mid nineties. It's a, it's a different athletic world outside my school. Inside my school, the, it's not a it's not a huge difference, but the athletic landscape uh, for the middle school age students outside of school has changed so dramatically that that has then impacted our school athletics. So we still have a very similar philosophy uh, that we've had for a long, long time, um, but we have a lot more to navigate. The club sports world—I'm sure this this is probably a common answer to that question—but the club sports world is um, it's a behemoth. Um, it's it's absolutely massive amounts of dollars. Um, and just let me just pause on that for a sec. My so I lived it with my kids. So I have a 20-year-old daughter and a 21-year-old son, both highly competitive. Um, soccer, uh, is their, is their gig? My son's all state basketball, really, really good. Um, my daughter, uh, three-time all state soccer player. Um, I mean, just, she's except she was just an exceptional player. Well, in middle school, she spent a year with the U S national team and, and, um, that I would say that was an okay experience. But the thing that the reason, so I'll get back to your question. So the reason we stuck with the club that we went with, with Kara, is because they allowed her the flexibility to play with her school. So she played soccer. Now, she had to kind of finagle her schedules a little bit to make it work, but she was able to play middle school soccer and then obviously then high school soccer and she was able to play middle school basketball, middle school volleyball, right her club was flexible. Um so back to the question, right now I've got clubs that dictate whether their students are allowed to play for their school and I, I, that's just a travesty to me. I, I just I could go I could go for an hour on just how wrong that is. So I really struggle with that. And so we talk to students in my building and we say, Hey, you're going to play. So girls soccer is a spring sport for us. You're going to play soccer in the spring. And the, the response is if my coach will let me, I'm like, wow. So one of the greatest things that I think a student can do is walk up and down the halls on game day when their school has a game, it is so much fun. The anticipation, especially if they're if, if it's a new experience for them, right? You got some nerves going. And I'm sorry, I live that club world with both my children. You don't have those nerves. You just don't. They have a game that Saturday, and it's a big-time game, and it's big-time soccer. I mean, my son was on, like, the second and third tier teams. My daughter was always on the top teams. And so she's playing the top players in the state. And even then, she's like, Yeah, I mean, she likes it. It's fun. It's energizing. She plays college soccer now, and it's great. Um, But she will tell you there is nothing like walking up and down the halls on game day in middle school, let alone high school, or the day after a huge win. And your teammates and your classmates are all there and celebrating. And so I just think it's wrong for kids to miss that. And so part of the answer to that question is trying, and I've had this question, I don't know how many times, even this year, trying to convince parents of that, of the miss um, of not playing for your team. And, And it could be like, they might play, they might swim and not be able to play, say, so volleyball, girls volleyball is in the fall for us. And they can't play girls volleyball. Well, then now they're feeling disconnected with their peers because all their peers are playing. So their peers are wearing their Jersey on game day and they're leaving school early if it's a road trip. And so they get excused and they're all excited and they go to the locker room and they change. And, and then you have these kids that, that because of some external force are not allowed to play and I'm telling you, Thomas, that is, that is a, that's painful for me. Um, And so going way, way, way back when I first started, that was way less. So coaches in the club world, if there were club club around here back then was more like volleyball. That's what dominated. It wasn't as big of a deal for the other sports, maybe a little bit with basketball, but volleyball was kind of the, the dominating club, or at least around here. And so it was it just wasn't as prominent of an issue. And so all the kids played. They played every sport. They played vo- girls played volleyball in the fall, basketball in the winter, soccer, track and field in the spring. And I'm telling you, that is a hurdle. We fight that every day, trying to get these kids connected. And so, yeah, again, sometimes I could I could go on and on, but that is without a doubt the external forces of clubs. And, 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 you know, they've, the families have poured so much money into this, right? So there's a sense like we're committed to this club. Like we've given them, you know, 2,500 bucks a season. I mean, we can't not go like we're committed. And so the families are in this pickle. They've been, they've been told if they don't play club, then they're not going to get a scholarship and, And I'm here to tell you, my daughter quit over and over again, and she got a college soccer scholarship. So I can debunk that in a a hurry. But anyway.
0: Yeah, I was was the same way. I never played one lick of club soccer. But yeah, Yeah. I played at the college level. Yeah. Um, And it was, I mean, yeah, I I think, I mean, you brought up one fact that I don't think anyone else has brought up. It's just being able to walk through the hall. Nothing like it with with that jersey on or that warm-up on or whatever it is yeah there's nothing and, like it yeah i mean and it's you know it keeps coming back to the experience totally um percent. You, you don't get that experience at the club level now i've coached club soccer i mean I, like i said i've been on it oh i, I, I coached
2: I, my I, kids when they were little absolutely yeah,
0: I, i've coached it now we've got a mecca here in south carolina i won't say the name but if people were listening from south carolina they know who it is that will tell kids don't play Oh yeah. Unless unless you are, you know, you are playing for a school who also has one of our coaches coaching there. Yeah, yeah. Because if if we don't approve that coach, that coach is not good enough. Mm. Um and it's 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 like you said, it's sad to, to see that because you know club where you know it's, it's got some benefits i'm not saying it's, it's totally negative Oh it, but, no 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 my kids um, had a great club experience yeah. but it's yeah. more it's more about the individual um, yeah where i think the school was more about like you said the team the school the community the pride oh yeah Yep. um and it, it's yeah i mean that's i mean we i just put out today um you know for those listening today is is you know November 13th and this is probably gonna go out in, in December um, but you know we just did intro player introductions on our social media for our our basketball teams hmm and we asked all our players uh, what are they most excited for for the season and I will tell you out of the 14 girls that's on the girls team 12 of them didn't mention anything about winning <laughs> yeah. or, or anything it totally. was all about you know, it was all about playing with friends getting to yeah. know new friends some of them yeah. was you know they were excited about all the gear they get with the fundraising yeah, yeah. and you know it, it was it was the experience it was experience answers not i want to win i want to get yeah. better i want to i want to try to get a college scholarship yeah you know, it's 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 i want to be able to play with this group of girls make new friends have a good time yeah. yes learn some skills yes win but i just i want to have a good time yeah and um And I think a lot of people miss that because you do see the elite athletes that are starting to get recruited at seventh and eighth grade. Oh yeah. Um, But we all know a college athlete is is a very small percentage, and you know that elite middle schooler is even you know a fraction of of a percentage. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. But a lot of these clubs are pumping in. Well, you know, if your seventh and eighth grader don't play with us, then they're not playing at the they're not playing at the at the college level. Yep. Um, yep yep so yeah like i said we we can go on for for, for days about it um <laughs> because I, I like i said i think every time i ask that question for this for every episode it, it always comes up and it but it's it's a yeah. real thing um it's a real I like, thing I, I like what you said about you know just the pride of being able to walk through the halls and, oh and, yeah and have that support because um, you don't you don't have that you you know y- your friends don't come to a club soccer game they do not you're, you're absolutely right, right you may get one or two of your close friends come, but That's you're not right. going to have a student section. Totally true. Um, and well, like- and to
2: that point, we we do big, um, like a tailgate. We did a tailgate at one of the um, varsity volleyball games for the girls. And we invited, it was a middle school tailgate. So we had food and all this fun stuff and then brought the middle school volleyball teams. And there's a lot of kids on our volleyball teams. And brought them out bef- right before the varsity match and introduced them to this packed house. There's probably, you know, five, 600 people there. And, and, uh, so we got, we put all the middle school girl teams out on the floor and they got a round of applause. And I'm telling you, I live the club life with my kids. That does not happen. Oh no. Like, so <laughs> it,
0: my, my first in at the middle school, um, the, my, the middle school I was at, had a very good step team um so when i went to a high school it wasn't the high school that middle school fed into but it was a local high school yeah so my first year at the high school being the ad there i called their you know step team coach i said hey y'all want to come perform at the half halftime show i know you don't feed into us but yeah i think it'd be great it'd be fun oh yeah and the school i was at was a big time basketball school so oh, okay there was a ton of people there yeah um and just uh when those girls walked in again seven some of them you know six, seventh, and eighth um when they walked in and started performing just the uproar yes that that they they heard and you know and they i mean they were pumped i mean they oh were, yeah you know, <laughs> afterwards they were out in the, the cafeteria and they're like this is the best thing ever you know oh it's awesome um like i said good but for you, you you don't you don't you don't get that stuff at the at the at the club and right um, it's it's i, I like i like the the answer about the school pride um so you kind of mentioned in our our pre-questionnaire of uh, the the opinion of cutting versus not cutting. Yeah, um, yeah. I know in middle school, uh, that could go either way. You know, some middle schools say no, everyone's got to play, figure it out. Or mm-hmm. some say, well, no, you know, it's it's a basketball team. Why are you keeping twenty people? Um, <laughs> yeah. So kind of, kind of, what is uh, maybe y'all's philosophy, and uh, maybe just kind of a, a personal philosophy on and kind of where you see that um, you know one way or the other. Sure. Yeah, I I to be honest I could argue both but I I
2: pretty strongly believe at the middle school level I, I don't know what a 10 year old's gonna look like when they're 17 right so for me to crush their spirits and end their career at 10 you know 11 12 years old eighth grade 13 14 I, that would be a hard sell for me so then the question is if I'm not gonna if I'm not gonna do that so then what so Um, so basically let's say everybody wants to come play. Well, you got to make it back to our experience. You got to make it a great experience. So um, you got to have small enough teams so that they get that individual attention. So what's coming up for us in basketball, we'll have basically three teams of boys, three teams of girls at all three levels because we want 10 or fewer on each roster. Now, for the most part, all the kids at all the girls in sixth grade, say 20 some 30 of them, they'll practice together and all the coaches will be there and practicing together and all that. But the, the numbers will be small in their game time so that there's some playing time. Right. So you need to get some playing time because the only way to get better is by touching the ball. I mean, that's 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 pretty obvious. So you got to get touch. Is on the ball, whether it's soccer, whether it's basketball, volleyball, whatever it happens to be. So what we've um, kind of worked through um, is, okay, we have a lot of kids coming out. Let's just say eighth grade. We have a ton of kids coming out. We want to keep 10 or fewer on a roster. But eighth grade, you know, by the time basketball season rolls around, they're essentially eight months or fewer from high school. So so part of our responsibility is yes, to give them experience, but it's also to make sure that they're ready for high school basketball. Freshmen, you know, that rare, rare kiddo that can play JV as a freshman, very rare, usually C team kid. But nonetheless, that's part of our job. Yes, give them an experience, but it's skill development. So they're ready to take on these, these high school kids. So What we've sort of done uh, is sort of a hybrid is we've said, okay, we've got, let's just call it the number 30, just for an easy number. We're going to take 20 and put them on basically evenly divided teams. Then we're going to take our quote unquote top 10 kids and we're going to give them a little bit of a different experience. So we're in a league. Our middle school is in a league with another dozen schools or whatever the number is. Our two groups of 10 that are kind of that evenly divided. They're going to play in the league, but we're going to take our top 10 kids, make a different team and put them in a league that's outside of our school. So sort of a club experience, but not fully club experience for that. You know, we're not going to spend 1500 bucks a kid for basketball, but we're going to try and give them a little bit more of a robust experience because as it sits now, these are our top 10 kids. Now, one, two, 10 of these other kids, who knows they're going to develop, but they're going to develop because they're getting touches on the ball. Cause often in middle school, as you know, sometimes, especially in basketball with only five kids on the floor, that one or two, those one or two stars, they just dominate the ball. Right. And, and it's hard not to. Um, and, and it's more of a, your your kids that are maybe your average or below average kids they more defer it's just natural it's a natural tendency for a middle school kiddo to do that on the floor they defer they don't want to be the reason the team loses right there's all kinds of reasons why your kid that's maybe not your best player defers a lot to your studs well that's not that that kid that's doing that deferring that That's not developing their skills. They need to touch the ball. They need to shoot. They need to take some key free throws. So that's kind of how we're doing it. So we're not cutting, but we want to, and this is new for us this year, by the way. So we want to give these quote unquote top 10 kids kind of a different experience and see how that goes. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, that's going to be new for us. We're excited about it. Now, here's another reason why in the past, We have said we're going to evenly divide teams no matter what. So one of the things, one of the skills that your top players do, your stars, call them stars, whatever you want to call them, your higher, higher capacity players, one of the things that they learn is how to get others involved. So it's an amazing opportunity to learn how to pass the ball. And how do I pass the ball? To this kiddo who is just learning the game. He's not played before middle school. You've played club since you were in third grade. So you're a high achieving kid, but your good, good buddy wants to play with you. He wants to be on your team in sixth grade. So now what are your responsibilities as a star, right? As the stud as the go-to kid your responsibility is to set your friend up for success right so that that's an that's an awesome learning opportunity for that so um and 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 so that was that's something that i think is missed at times you know there's just a lot of deferring and that kid who needs the touches touches the ball like eight times in a game and it's just it only touches his hands because it's on his way over to the star on the swing play. It's not because they have any interest in shooting or going to the hoop or anything like that. Um, so anyway, it's, it's, I I think keeping all the students um, in the program in some way, shape or form is really, really important. And again, what will they remember? They are not going to remember the wins and losses. They'll remember that they got to, sit on a bus on a road trip, wear their uniform after and before a game, um, develop their skills, um, learn to kind of face adversity, right? All those sort of sports type, uh, well, basically lessons that kind of only sports can teach you is facing that adversity. And um, I mean, it's hard to replicate game. You're down by one or game's tied and there's 10 seconds left and Johnny's on the line. This is the last place in the world Johnny wants to be. Johnny didn't sign up for this. This is not his thing, but you know what? What an awesome lesson for Johnny to learn. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if I cut Johnny, because I say, quote unquote, Johnny, you're not good enough. Then I don't give Johnny an opportunity to have that experience. I mean, what if he does sink it? Are you kidding me? What are the kids going to do after the game when they high five Johnny? And this is, he's never had this experience before in his life. And, and who knows, maybe it's against your rival and the next day up and down the halls in the middle school, everybody's talking about it and the teachers are talking about it. I mean, I would hate to rob a kid of the opportunity to have that experience. So we try and keep everybody and we try and challenge everybody as as best we can.
0: So just real quick. So how like so I know, you know, like we're in a league. Um mm-hmm. And then, obviously, there's other leagues all around us. How do yep. you get that that elite team, if you want to call it? Sure. How do you get them to, to have games when all the other schools around you have their games that are in their league? I mean, are y'all... Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, we, so these... Again, this is new for us. So, the idea is that they're going to play teams that are not in our league. So, they're not going to play schools. They're going to play other... I guess maybe the word is club but it's not quite that full elite gold gold crown is what's around here. It's not that full elite club, but it's it's a step up from our league. Okay, it's yeah, not it's not a it's not a 50 game season, travel all over creation, it's not that. It's kind of a moderate step towards that that's a step above our league. So our league, which is one of the great things about our league, our league has a very similar philosophy to us. And so that's kind of how our league formed over the years is these schools have a similar philosophy. They don't cut, they want kids to have experiences. Um, and so that's why it's, it's been such a good fit for so long.
0: Good deal. I know um, you know, for maybe those those schools uh, sort of like us that just, I mean, maybe don't have that opportunity to have multiple teams. Sure. Um, you know, I know at the middle school level, you could possibly, you know, implement some type of intermural.s Oh well, yeah. Um, you know, m- you know, it might be more in house, and, and that's yep. kind of what we're doing. Is is you know, we have a an intramural uh season, if you want to call it. And, sure. You know, and so that's how we kind of get the ones that maybe didn't make the team and, and all that, you know, still involved, still having. Yeah, a good that's time. cool. Um. Really yeah, cool. they don't get to wear the jersey and all that, but they're still playing. Yeah, um, and, developing you know, their skills. Yeah, and so uh, and and so that that kind of works for us because you know we're we're one of the schools. You know, you have you know fifty guys show up for a fifteen man roster uh, <laughs> yeah. for for seventh and eighth grade basketball, and yeah, and that's all and it's combined. We don't, and I know some states have seventh grade basketball, eighth grade basketball. Yeah, and um, we have seventh and eighth. I mean, it is yeah. it is the middle school team. Yeah, and it is rough. Now I know my my boys' coach did a great job this year. Um, when he did his his cuts, uh, you know he sat instead of sending out an email or a, a letter or a phone call or whatever. Mm-hmm. He he put all the boys into one room and he pulled each boy aside. It's great. Um, now it, it took forever, but oh he yeah, was a, he was able to sit each each uh, young man in front of him and explain. Look, this is why you didn't make the the top fifteen. Yeah. Um, not you know, not because you're a bad person, not because of all that, but maybe you need to develop your dribbling a little better or your defense yeah. a little better or whatever the situation was. Sure. Um, and I, I know that went a, a long way with some of those kids because now they can maybe go play church ball or they can go play yep. club or they can go play rec or whatever, and they know, okay, this is what I need to work on. Um to to get uh maybe on the team next year if i'm a seventh grader or when i get to the high school and there is more options there is a C team there's a jv whatever um then i I may have that that opportunity but yeah i mean it's it 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 hadn't been brought up yet so i'm glad you kind of put that in there um because that is a a big deal and um you know and even some of the schools like i'm we're in greenville county which is uh we've got 20 middle schools oh wow and, you know, it, it's pretty much, and that that is our league. We di- we divide it right in half and we, you know, yeah. we, we, you know have two different regions. Um, and it's up to the middle school. So in, in the past, there's been some middle schools that show up with 20, 25 guys on a basketball team. Uh, Whoa. Because they don't cut. And so, you know, they got that same philosophy about, you know, we're not going to cut. We don't want everybody to have experience and so on and so on. And then you've got the ones that, that do cut and you yeah, know, they yeah. Show up with 10 to 15. Um, but and, and it's also like, so is it a
2: route? I mean, is that game just become a route? I mean, a 40 point game then?
0: Well, the problem is, is you know, that that team that has 20 to 25 has six, seven, eight that can play. Okay. And it's those are the ones who are playing, you know, yeah. And you know, 12 through 25 never touched the floor. Oh boy. Um, and so, you know, again, that's like you said. If, if you're not going to cut, how can we make the, the team smaller to get these, the, get these um, boys and girls on the court or on the field or whatever because you learn the most in the game?
2: Oh, yeah. Um, y- yeah, we struggled because we've had that in the past where, you know, you schedule – you know, because, again, you're scheduling a season or two ahead, so you schedule anticipating these numbers, and all of a sudden way more kids show up. So we've had times when there's been more than ten, like too many, on a team, and the families are like, you know, I'm driving thirty minutes across town, and and my kid plays one quarter, like that just doesn't. That or they just don't play do- at all, or they don't play at all. I mean, that yeah. just doesn't fly. Like we just that that our, well, and I I can't tolerate that too as as their principal. So I'm like, yeah, fix that. I don't I mean, fix that somehow (laughs) make a change. And so that's what kind of brought us to this point is uh, trying to just think differently a little bit. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I think that's great. I mean, like I know there's some, some other counties around us, um, that have a seventh grade team and an eighth grade team. And, you know, maybe one of those things that we get to, uh, eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, but we're, you know, we're, we're a middle school team, and 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 that's what you that's what you play, and sure. But like I said, but mo- most of it, most of the schools try to figure out a way to get them involved, whether it's through intermural's and, and things. That's like great. That. So that's um, great. That's yeah, great. like I said, I'm all I'm all about the experience, and and you know, every time I've had to cut, I mean, even at the varsity level when I've had to cut, it's you know, I I hate cutting. Oh, with you. Because I'm, you know, you always use the Michael Jordan. Uh, yeah totally yeah i was like i'm gonna cut the next michael jordan (laughs) you know when i was coaching girls soccer i'm gonna cut the next mia ham and then they're gonna come back and say you know that middle school coach you know but um yeah yeah it's 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 a good thing and and like i said it's uh, obviously a lot of times we have to cut but um if we do because there is only one team how can we figure out another way to get those kids involved yeah Um, and, and, and still loving the game and not hate. Yep.
2: Yeah, Um, absolutely. I mean, you can, yeah, to your point, I, when I coached varsity and then of course college, I I had to make cuts all the time and I would sit down with them individually and I kind of go over how we got to this point and would love to see you try out again next year. Here's some things I want you to work on in the next year. Uh, Let's stay in touch. You're right. So there are good ways. I mean, it's still painful, right? Mm -hmm. But, um, there's still there's ways that you can honor honor the kid and the family um even when making a cut right yeah
0: well, when so, i when i when i address it um it's it's you know it if you were one of the ones that get cut you know, maybe talk to your parents about a time that they didn't get something that they want sure yeah um and it's yes it is is teaching some life lessons but these are 12 and 13 year olds you yeah know, but it's you know, sometimes she's like, okay, I understand you're upset, but I mean, there's times, you know, I, I, I have, I got cut, you know, yeah. I, I, I mean, we, I've all, you know, I've been on teams too, that didn't cut. And like you said, you, you show up and you, maybe you never get any play in time. And then, you know, on, on one year and the next year you come back and you're one of the starters. It, yep. A lot of it just has to do with, you know, personnel and, and what's there and, and what's not there. Yeah.
2: Um, that's me seventh grade basketball sat the bench all year started as an eighth grader but man that was a long seventh grade year oh yeah i'm yeah, not it, sure it i got you, any better
0: yeah, yeah you know when you're sitting there it makes you you ponder you know do I, do i want to do this or do yes. i want to go somewhere else <laughs> yeah um absolutely and so well maybe not somewhere else but pick another sport pick another and, sport yeah um but you know I, I wasn't very big well I'm still not very big i'm i'm five seven so I knew okay i'm'm I'm, I'm a one i'm a point guard Right, and if I can't make it as a point guard, I just might as well not even try. You know? <laughs> so, um, Absolutely. So my mind was kind of narrowed down to you got one, you got one job, you know. Yeah. And um, but that that's good stuff. Kind of, kind of in the same role. You know, now sitting in the the principal chair. Yeah. Um, if there's you know one thing, maybe not one, but if there's a couple things that maybe that you can say from the principal side, you know, being an AD, going to the principal side. Kind of maybe what that relationship between the two uh, needs to look like, or kind of what the principal um, uh, is is looking for out of a, a middle school AD. Just, just yeah. kind of, um, you know, now that you're looking at it from a di- different perspective, yeah. Um, kind of, kind of enlighten us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah. So you know, one of the key things for a principal. Uh, so this is my 11th year. One of the key things for a principal is to have a kind of that 50,000-foot view, right? So athletics is really, really important, but so is performing arts. So is our fine arts program. So is our STEM program. So are our electives, um, right? So I, I have to, I want each kind of pillar in my world. Um, I want them to feel valued and, and really, really important, but I also have to have them. Um, you know, part of my role is to say, you know, that's a great idea, but let's see how it fits in the big scheme of, of Denver Christian. Right. So that's part of it. You know, so sometimes, you know, my, my AD, they'll get really big eyes and want to do all this. And it's like, yes, let's, let's figure out how to do that. But I got to figure out how does that impact performing arts? So for example, we recently put our booster club supports both athletics and performing arts and our fine arts program. So I can't have the athletic program drain the funds from the booster club or vice versa. I can't have the performing f- performing arts and fine arts program drain when I when I need whatever I need for my athletic program. So, keeping the big picture in mind and, and challenging them. And the other thing is I bring sort of that, I bring the perspective of our families to the table, right? So so I know the families better than they know the families. So one of the things that I bring to our conversations is a perspective from the families. Like this is, yes, I know this family while I've known them for a long time. Let's, Let's figure out how we can help this family be a part of this program. So I, I just bring a bigger sort of, again, sort of that 50,000 foot view. Um, and the ADs have a bigger view than say the coaches, right? Cause they see all the sports. And so they, they have sort of a similar perspective to me. Mine's just a little bit more elevated. Uh, in terms of all that I see. So that's really important um, that when I bring that to the table, um, and then you know sometimes now we have an assistant ad also. his name is Mike. He's amazing. Uh-huh. Um, he and I probably talk more than than Dylan um, and I talk. I mean, Dylan and I talk all the time. He's 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 great and but his assistant, Mike is has sort of helped take on the middle school world. Uh, a little bit more. Um, they both do both, but Mike is sort of my go-to. So const the other thing that I, I have is constant communication. Like what's the plan here? Like when I started seeing the numbers for, um, for our teams this winter, I'm like, okay, what's the plan? I'm not, I don't want 17 kids on a bench at a basketball game. We're not doing that. So what's, how are we going to manage that? And then um, the other thing that I I pushed pretty hard for was this. How do we take these top 10 kids and get them pushed and get them uh, in kind of something that's developmentally appropriate for them? I don't need those 10 showing up to a game and winning by 32 every game. That's a waste of everybody's time. So kind of push that a little bit. Um, although Mike and Dylan had very similar perspectives, we latched onto that idea together rather quickly. So anyway, I I bring kind of that big 50,000 foot view. They Their role is to advocate for their programs and push hard for dollars and push hard for programming. And mine is to support that, push back, ask difficult questions, right? So we have kind of that push and pull. Um, they know that I love athletics and that's kind of my jam. Although to be totally honest with you, Thomas, there's nothing I like more than hearing my middle school choir sing. Not going to lie. But anyway, that's a, that's a different story. So, um, they know my role is to push back and ask questions and their role is to fight hard for their program. And so we try and find a middle ground. Yeah. Good deal. Um,
0: Yes. I mean, I've always said that, you know, the, the principal and the AD have to be side by side. Oh yeah. Um, because in the, if, if that's not the case and if, if, you know, they don't see the same vision, yeah. um, then it, it's going to be, it's going to be a struggle. Yeah, So it's, absolutely. Uh, I, I think that's, and I think it helps too with you, you know, being in that, that former AD seat and then moving over to the principal that it, um, you know, it kind of helps that situation, you know, but sometimes you'll, you'll get a principal that's not an athletic guy. Right. And, and so, you know, trying to, to build that relationship with them and, 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 you know, justify, like you said, when, when I come to the principal with, with a request, um, you know, justifying why, why the basketball program or the baseball program or whatever needs this, um, but then also listening to like you said them saying well you know the the choirs also ask for that same amount of money <laughs> right um so you know yeah it's 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 balancing out and you know and, and sometimes it's 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 a yearly rotation type deal sure um you know especially if they're combined um i say, luckily luckily our athletics and our our fine arts budgets are totally separate yeah um but i know a lot a lot of places you know, activities is, is the umbrella and then athletics and and fine arts and everything follows underneath it.
2: Yeah. And we're trying right now to make athletics its own cost center, right? So it funds itself. So we have huge sponsors and different things like that, that get a lot of airtime through our athletic program. And so we're pushing hard for that. And honestly, we're trying to do the same thing for our fine arts program as well. Um, but yeah, they, there is are kind of their own budgetary pillars. Um, it's just this booster club, you know, that's made up of mm-hmm. the volunteers and stuff that kind of have that even more separate bucket of money that, that they can support all the kids with. So,
0: well, I get it. I mean, cause like I, said, I was, I was obviously uh, you know, heavily involved in sports and athletics, but I was also in the band as well. So, oh yeah, and my my dad was a, a former band director. So, oh, I, you I, get I, it, I see it, yeah. It's, oh it's yeah, like, you know, when the band when I was at the high school, and you know, and the band director came up and asked something about football or or band, or basketball. I'm like, all right, let's figure out how we're gonna get we're gonna make this work. And so, <laughs> um, because I, because like I've 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 seen it from both sides. So, oh yeah, you know, it's it's and I always I, I you know I've always loved trying to get you know trying to get the band into a basketball game i mean oh yeah maybe, like it's a small little pep band or whatever oh yeah we or, do that or even it's the, the drum line, I drum, mean, line the drum line absolutely comes. we um, do that yes and, you're right you know just set them up over in a corner somewhere and you know every time yeah. a timeout happens just let them go to town totally um and you know because then that that shows the merger and and the marriage of the two because yep. you know the the two get a lot of slack sometimes by not getting along yeah um and yeah well I th- said i think if if we can show how we can make both of them work um i mean there was even one t- uh, um one year at halftime we had the rotc uh they would come out and do their little rifle uh presentation or oh wow whatever, whatever their competition things are called um you know they would come out at halftime and and do their things um so again it's just trying to figure that's out that's cool get, you know everybody involved because you know, fine arts, yes, but, you know, athletics is is really the the window to the school. Yeah. Um, most of the people that are going to come onto your campus, especially public schools, um, you know, most people that come on your campus are, are coming for an athletic event. Sure. Um, and so they may, ne- they may never see the the choir or the band or the ROTC or the, the art yep. or whatever, um, unless the choir sings the national anthem. Yeah. And, you know, and they're like, hey, you know, so now – you know, those parents are going to come to the basketball game because they want to hear their daughter or son sing or totally. play or whatever. Um, and hopefully you get, you get it hooked. And, um, you know, we, you know, we hadn't really pushed it, but this year, cause being new at this school, but probably gonna definitely push it next year. We, we did it at a former school that I was at, but you know, we're, we're the Panthers. So we just call it like the Panthers supporting Panthers. Yeah, Um, and, it's cool. you know, you know, maybe take the basketball team or all the sports teams to the, to the band concert or the choir, yeah, that's concert. a great idea. Um, and then you know, hopefully, in, in return, they're like, "Hey, the the athletic teams came to support us. So let's let's go support them." Yeah, um, you know, I because we're all, and that goes back to what we said at the very beginning. That goes back to that school pride. Yeah, you know, now now you've got a band or a choir person, you know, high fiving or, or dabbing, you know, an athlete up in the hall that we yep. never have talked to each other before. That yeah. Um, so yeah, I like that. And
2: ours our school is small enough where a ton of the kids in my choir or band or are also playing sports, right. So they feel the support um, from both sides. They again, they' the, the folks show up for the band concert, but they also show up for uh, uh, the basketball game because it's a lot of the same kids, which is really fun too.
0: Good deal. So um, I know you've kind of talked about a little bit of the things, but is there something that y'all have done athletic wise there at your school and with your community uh, that you're most proud of that uh, maybe you can share and uh, maybe somebody listening can pick up and, and it help them with something they're doing or, or just kind of yeah. being a good idea?
2: Yeah, I really, um, when we do, I kind of mentioned it earlier, when we do the middle school nights, at each of the sporting events the high school varsity sporting events that is awesome um the kids uh, the middle school kids are they get to stand in the high school student section during the game that night we do a tailgate so we have food and, and all that fun stuff outside um and then they they and their coaches get introduced you know if it's depends on the sporting event if it's if it's volleyball, it, it happens before. If it's um, football, it happens, um, you know, at halftime and different things like that. That is, those are huge nights. The other thing it does is some of our middle school families don't necessarily attend our varsity events. So because their kid is there getting announced at halftime, now they're there, right? So there's, they're like, oh, you know, I didn't, I didn't know, or, you know, it's just that it's, it's more exposure for the kids and then it fills the gym, right? So there's, there's hundreds and hundreds of people in the gym, but that is a fun night. Uh, the, the middle school kids love it. And then I've been here long enough where the varsity kids used to be the ones in middle school being introduced and now they're the varsity, right? So they remember that. Then the other thing that, um, So like in volleyball, we introduce them before the, before the match. And then all the middle school teams go over to one side of the gym and the varsity volleyball team runs out under this tunnel of middle school kids. And so, and then they're high-fiving and, uh, and then the other thing is kind of in the same vein is we have huge pep rallies, uh, for the high school. And we, inv- we now invite the middle school students to those pep rallies. And so we do these fun games. And so you've got these juniors and seniors doing these silly games, bucket toss, like just goofy games. And then their teammates are middle school kids. And so um, there's just a lot of community building there. So we try, bottom line is we try and connect our middle school students, athletes, with our high school students athletes so we we do as many things as we can to to make that happen it's 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 really fun
0: yeah that's a good i I like that um you know i i think we we definitely see you know maybe some middle school nights you know per sport um around um but also you know you know i know this past season our our volleyball season's in the fall and our varsity volleyball team came down to watch one of the the middle school games yep um you know and that was fun just to show the support from the the high school um but you know to to say okay we're gonna you know they that you could tell they came from practice and everything like that yep but we're going to come and support y'all for this this game Um and and cheer you on. And of course they've got their own cheer. So they start getting loud and yeah, it gets it gets the parents involved. And one girl, uh high school girl jumped down on the floor and started a wave and and I mean, so it became it it was very fun to watch. That's Um, fun. And you know, it hyped up the the middle school girls as well. And so yeah, it's 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 you know, anytime like you said, we and we've talked about it before on the podcast is you know, how can we get the the two working together? Yeah, Um, totally. Right. Especially, especially at a, at a, you know, a lot of places against, again, especially public schools where the middle school and high school are not in the same building. I mean, they might be 15, 20 minutes away from each other. Yep. Um, but how can we get involved And you know, even if you're not in the same building, you know, you, like you say, you still can do a, a, um, tailgate for a game. You still can do a middle school night, um, and sometimes, you know, that might not be started by the high school. It may just be, you know, the middle school reaching out saying, hey, can we come watch a game? If we come tonight, can we get in for free or, or whatever? Yeah. And, you know, and then, after, like I said, after doing that a couple of times, it it sparks into something, um, yep. you know, some, some type of partnership because, you know, those middle school athletes are the high school's future. I mean, oh, so. yeah, absolutely. And if there's no relationship there, then um, – then I think it, it, it hurts, it hurts everybody and not, yeah, not it just hurts the like, program, you know, not just the middle school side of it. So yep, yeah, absolutely I like agree with you. That's good stuff. So, um, kind of in closing, um, you know, a c- couple of guests have kind of taken this and, and spun it into to three or four different words, but, um, kind of as we close, what do you think if there was one major personality trait, um, or strength in a middle school AD, uh, to be successful kind of, what do you think that would be?
2: Uh, yeah. Vision um, with, I mean, that's to me, it's a, uh, it's vision. Um, I can, I can help you with the details. I've, you know, my administrative assistant can help you with details and things like that, but I want someone who's constantly thinking, what can, how can this be better? Like what's a, a vision. And I'm not saying we have to turn middle school sports into division one athletics, but um, how, how can we make this a better experience for these kids that they, they've got three? So for us, middle school is sixth, seventh, and eight. So they've got three years to be a part of the middle school program. What, what's your deep hope, right? What do you want? You know, if, if they're sitting down, um, having coffee with a bunch of friends in 25 years, and you start, for some unknown reason, you start talking about middle school athletics. What are they talking about? What's your deep hope for that? Um, so ultimately, it's a vision for the for the experience for these kids. If you can have a vision of, of, of what this can be and how do we maximize this experience for these kids, it'll drive you to question everything. Can we do that better? How do we, what's the practice schedule? How can we tweak that? What's the game schedule? How do we, you know, how do we get these kids more competition? How do we get these kids less competition? They're showing up and getting blown out by 50. What's the point of that, right? So if there's a vision for the program, a vision for it being better, a vision for um, the experience of these kids, if, if you've got that always sort of as your kind of your North Star, of what it can be like. Um, And I'm not saying never be content because there's, there's, there's time to be content. Um, But always be asking like, okay, so I've got this vision. What's not, what's happening in my middle school athletic program that's not pointing to this North star, that's not pointing to this vision. So now let's go, Let's address that. Let's talk about that. And I'm not saying you pull the ripcord on a program, but you should at least have a conversation about it. And if if it has to be tweaked slowly over a year or two, that's okay. That's okay. But at least be asking the questions. So there's my vision, right? There's my North Star. What systems, what programs are not pointing to that North Star, not pointing to my ultimate vision. Um and and what am I going to do about it? So, an example of that is Dylan and Mike brought um, their five-year strategic plan for our athletic program to my leadership team, and and we poked holes in it and we asked questions. But overall, it was really really good. I mean, he was asking all the right questions, and you could tell he had a vision. You could tell he had um, he had analyzed every piece of the program from scheduling to coaches training to whatever. And, um, so if someone has that vision and that North star that's driving every decision that they make, and it might be the world's greatest idea. Like that sounds like the greatest thing in the world, but you know what? It doesn't point towards your North star. It doesn't point towards your ultimate vision for the program. Then we're not doing it. So I, if they've got a vision and a North star, that's clear, that's driving them then um i think the sky's the limit
0: yeah and that's uh, a a good thing and i've i've done the leadership training kind of with uh jeremy boone i don't know if you've ever heard him 80 uh, by design and his is the promised land he calls it the promised land what, oh what, sure what is your promised land and how are you yeah. going to get there yeah um and you know like i said i think that this episode is going out on december 9th and he you know which is the first day of the the a D C and he's actually the closing uh, speaker. So if you're listening, make sure you go to that closing, um, you know, the closing general session on Tuesday. But, uh, you bet. but yeah, it's yeah, it, it, you gotta have a vision to get for. Um, oh yeah, you know, like our our hashtag here uh, at the school I'm at is is just be the standard, mm-hmm. and we want to be the standard. We want people sure. to look up to us and say they've got it right. Whatever they think right is, is that they're doing <laughs> it right yeah um and then hopefully you know they raise their standard well if they raise their standard now we've got to raise ours again totally um you know like you said just kind of always always looking forward and and how to get better and and um you know not not being you know just sitting back and saying okay we we've we've made it or everything's going good because if we've uh, arrived yeah if if you've arrived something's going wrong on the other side oh yeah um, absolutely you know always looking forward i like that because i'm a you know, one of the personality traits my my number one is futuristic. So I'm I'm right. Oh, perfect. With, right along with vision. So I can again. I can. That's a that's a whole nother podcast. We may have to get you back <laughs> on for it and just talk. That'd be about awesome. How to how to put a vision together in, in a program. So oh, I'd love it. Um, but that's that's good stuff. Well, you know, before we we close, if you want to kind of um tell people how they can get in touch with you if they want to to reach out maybe pick your sure. brain a little bit about some of the stuff we've discussed today. And uh, I'll just give you that time here before we close.
2: Yeah, you bet. Uh, yeah, probably the easiest way is is on Twitter. It's at Tyler Amidon. Um, it's just at all one word, all lowercase, at Tyler Amidon. Then my email is amidon at denverchristian.org. Those are probably your two best places to start. So at Tyler Amidon on Twitter and then amidon at denverchristian.org and i would love to have any conversation with someone about this that'd be great
0: sounds good well we appreciate you again and yes sir um, for thank you and, and and spending time with us and, and again being our our first uh principal on the the podcast and you bet um, giving us a little different different um side of things um is that definitely from from that chair awesome thank you so much i enjoyed it it was great chatting with you all right well again thanks again and um Hope everyone enjoyed the episode and uh, we'll see you next time. Awesome. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Middle School Athletic Director Podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, please subscribe on the platform that you are listening or viewing from and give us a rating and a review to help us know. This episode how we're doing. was sponsored by Gipper. And thank Use you the and code MSAD10
1: for 10% off any Gipper plan at gipper.com.